Yo, why do Smash players stink? No, seriously, like, if there's one stereotype about the gaming community is true, why don't Smash players wash their ass, man? Fuck. Welcome to the Mac Nero Monologues. It's me, Mac Nero. And we're gonna start off by talking mostly about some a little more personal, just a little personal experience here, telling some stories. Um, and we're gonna talk about how I went to NorCal Regionals in 2015. So, NorCal Regionals is uh, a fighting game tournament, sort of. Well, I guess it, it is, it is. So, what that means is that um, when it came to like the bigger fighting games and it came to like um, big tournaments, like the biggest fighting game tournament of like the US, right, is called EVO. And in order to get to EVO, you don't just show up and say like, Ayo, nigga, I wanna compete. Um, there are some things that you have to do um, in order to get there. And if you're in the tournament scene, you know, there's like, maybe you can just show up and say, yo, I want to be at EVO. <laughs> I don't know. I've never entered. I could be fucking wrong as hell. But to my knowledge, you can't just show up and be like, hey, yo, I want to be at EVO. But what you do have to uh, do, you, you typically are going to be someone who's known in the tournament scene. Um, and you sort of make that known by competing in smaller tournaments. So you do little local ones, right? Where it's like, it might be some niggas in your city. Then you might do one where it's for niggas in your state. Um, and then you might do one where it's like, you know, some niggas across a couple of different states or whatever. And so NorCal regionals, obviously Northern California regionals. If you're kind of from that area, that's where you end up at. And I think like we also would pick up like some other Pacific Northwest people, but don't quote me on that. Um, so I go to NorCal regionals and I'm seeing a lot of like really famous players live for the first time. Like I'm seeing people who like I'd only heard of who played Street Fighter and Marvel and Tekken and all this other stuff where it's like, damn, these niggas just are built different. And for the most part, like there's people, but like just watching them play and watching them operate, it was just really, really cool. And just kind of watching like, you know, people who are legends exist. It's like meeting someone, it's like meeting a celebrity, but in a nerdy way. And it was just something I really appreciated. And all of them were like, there's kind of some about them, you know, some of the people who are on teams and have their like gaming jerseys or whatever. There was a bit of professionalism around them and all that. They just had an aura, you know, and then Smash happened and the Smash crowd seemed noticeably younger, seemed noticeably <laughs> dustier. And them niggas literally stank. Like up until that point, I really had just thought it was like a running joke that like Smash players like don't wash their ass or don't use deodorant or whatever. But the Smash section of this venue had fucking green stink lines coming off of it. Like dead, you know how in The Sims, when your Sim needs a bath bad and your Sim literally radiates, it was that bad, bro. It was like chopping onions, like eyes watering bad. Like you didn't even have to, it's like they were all musty, so it wasn't even like you could isolate that it was one dude or like a couple of dudes. It was just a musty aura. It's like, think about how bad you got to smell for somebody to smell you that isn't even in arm's reach of you. That's just raw ass. That is just raw, unfiltered, unwashed ass. And I don't get it. I don't get it because when you're that dirty, you feel disgusting. 
apparently some rando on the internet said a while back, oh, it's a tactic, it's mind games, it's whatever. Nah, fuck all that. Wash your ass, bro. Be good at the game, but wash your ass. I don't care if you play for 12 hours a day, use that 13th hour to wash your ass. Please, please wash your ass and then put some deodorant on after. I know you kind of forget that, but you are effectively a grown man. You get real musty, real easily. Wash your ass, wash your ass. And this isn't to say that women can't play Smash, but there was no women playing Smash there. If there were, if you were a woman playing Smash at NorCal Regionals in 2015 and you're listening to this, I'm sorry for not including you. But you need to wash your ass too then because it was a level of funk there that like that shit was nutty. That was group funk. That was communal stank, yo. Y'all gotta do better. <laughs> y'all just gotta do better, man. That shit is not okay. I don't understand. It was obscure anime fighters there that didn't stink. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if, if I expect anybody to be dusty, be the niggas watch or like playing them weird ass anime games, where like, it's just like, yo, is this just some shit that you beat off to when people aren't like, how is this your game? How is this what you picked? Them niggas didn't even stink. But you was thinking, playing Smash on a CRT that you drove around in your mom's 1998 Corolla that she let you use. <laughs> I started off a little bit toxic, I did, but yo, it just is what it is. It was funky. Um, that said, uh, we are gonna roll into something a little more positive, maybe. Positive in the sense that I'm not picking on any one group of funky nerds. Um, Britney Crusade Classic is coming. Um, before it was kind of rumored and then all but confirmed and now there's like hard dates they discuss details of it and stuff like that but i got some world of warcraft stories for you and the first one honestly it ain't even really about being in the game so burning crusade comes out in 2007 originally the classic obviously it's like an hd remaster that shit's coming out this year but the original game damn near 20 years ago came out in 2007 i was in middle school yeah yeah i was in middle school still um so i was in middle school and <laughs> i didn't drive i had to rely on my parents to go take me to best buy to go get the game and it was <laughs> so we're in this best buy right mind you uh my parents would take me after they got off of work and got home and they used to commute so we get to this best buy at like six o'clock six thirty right the evening's pretty much done your boy's got a bedtime, but I want to play some fucking WoW, all right? So I go, I grab Burning Crusade. This is day one. I grab some shit off the shelf. Boom, let's go. And I look at the box and I'm like, huh, the tape, like the seal that keeps the box closed, that's torn. But whatever. Mind you, there were other copies of the game there to grab, but I was just like, hey, whatever, nigga. I'm, it's fine. It's no big deal. So we go. I find my parents. We check out because they were off in the store doing adult shit. I don't know. We check out. We drive home. Your boy eats dinner. And I'm getting ready to install the game. Now, I have a bedtime in middle school. If you didn't, congratulations. I did. Sucks, but it's life. And... <laughs> okay, so... Back in the day when you would get a new game for PC, especially, I mean, especially if it was like an RPG or an MMO of any kind, new game expansion, anything like that, these bitches had to install 
and they took a while because a lot of times it wasn't just the installation it was an installation off of discs and then an update because this was also that era when like games were getting big enough to where they weren't fitting on one cd so if you didn't have like a dvd drive and you're still using cds you had to pop like four discs out this bitch to install the fucking game so i get home and i'm like hey yo let's go this bitch gonna probably take all night to install and i'm gonna get, only get to play for 17 minutes but fuck it those are my 17 minutes i'm here for it i go home i go to crack this box that as i mentioned before the seal is gone i go to crack open this box and uh there's nothing in there but a fucking instruction booklet and then i think there was like i don't know like a little caution thing in a foreign language. i don't know there was no discs in there <laughs> There was no Burning Crusade in the Burning Crusade box. I had been had, I had been bamboozled, my night had been ruined. Now, I knew my parents were not gonna go back out. I knew it. I knew it from the bottom of my heart, but your boy was desperate, he tried. Hey, so, uh, or how the fuck I talked back then. Uh, the game's not in here, can we go back to Best Buy and switch it out? I'm almost positive my dad laughed in my face. <laughs> and my mom was just kind of like, no, no, we'll just get it next time. And that shit just kind of ruined my night. I wanted to be there. Boots on the ground. Slaying mana worms in the Blood Elf starting area. Day one, launch, Burning Crusade, I'm here for it. Blood Elf Paladin. Still being trash at the game. I didn't get to do it. I couldn't install the game. Couldn't do shit. That shit fucked up my whole night. I remember just sitting there. Like, I didn't play anything else that night. Because I don't want to play vanilla. Wow. Gross. I don't want to be the only bum nigga without the expansion when everyone else is out doing the new shit. And then I didn't want to play anything else because that's what I had kind of had my heart and mind set on. So I just had to sit there and be sad about it. I really don't remember what I did that night. We ended up going back the next night and swapping out and getting the game. But then I'm right back in the same spot that I was in before where it took an eternity to install an update. So I still only got to play that shit for 17 minutes. And this is when games would still drop early in the week. Like things have kind of shuffled around now, but games used to drop on Tuesday, which when you're like a kid, Tuesday is the school week. You don't really get to crack that bitch open until Friday. Like you can play a little bit, but you're not about to know life and shit until Friday. So I... <laughs> it was just so greasy, bro. By the time I got to play, it's like it almost sucked the wind out of it. You know what I mean? I still played. I still put my time in. I still was exceedingly mediocre at the game, but the vibe just kind of wasn't the same because I wasn't there when it was like super duper duper hot at the launch and all of that. But uh, that was how I fucking started Burning Crusade in 2007. And so now with Burning Crusade Classic coming out, um, sort of having that bit of nostalgia in very unique ways, also in game ways as well. Um, there's that sort of acknowledgement where um, I still think Burning Crusade is the wrong move. It's the easy move. It's the license to print money move, but it's the wrong move. Um, and I also want to talk about how Blizzard is doing shit that is really like ripe for problems. So the first part is they announced that they're gonna be doing server splitting. So what that means is, well, you're gonna be able to clone your character, let me be clear. So right now, 
imagine a game, even if you don't play WoW, imagine any game that you've ever played that's had like expansions or add-ons or whatever. And imagine that there was a version of that game that you could continue to play with no expansions or add-ons. And then there's a version of the game that continues through with the expansions and add-ons. You dragon. So what they're gonna let us do is you can take your character that you have now and you can clone them over from what is a progression server that's gonna go on to BC, Burning Crusade, and clone them to a vanilla only server, just regular classic. And that way they can stay in a world that's never gonna progress past the vanilla game. That seems like a good idea on paper, but something about that can be exploited. I just know it. I can't quite see it yet because I'm not a super exploity nigga, but there's something about being able to duplicate your character and all your items and all your money and all that other stuff that seems really fucking fishy. I could be wrong. I could be being really negative and pessimistic, but that seems dangerous to me. It, it seems a little seems a little risky, um, but hey, it could also be the perfect thing to have where like some people are happy with, hey, we just want to play vanilla and we live here and some people want to play not vanilla. I think splitting that player base is going to be messy and one of them is really going to suffer. But again, I could be very, very wrong about that. The next thing that they're doing that I don't enjoy at all, like this is a million percent a problem in my book, is that they're offering level boosts. So they're touting it as convenience. Hey, you want to go play Burning Crusade with your friends, but you didn't play vanilla? Check this out. We'll give you a one-time, one-per-account level boost, or it'll boost you up to level 58. For people who don't know, level 60 is the level cap of the vanilla game, and the expansion bumps that to 70. So if you buy the boost that puts you at 58, you're ready to do both in-game and vanilla, and start on the expansion right off rip. All you got to do is swipe your card. No. No. Blizzard, you're not slick. Blizzard, talk to me. Blizzard, let's have words. This is not something that you're doing out of convenience. This is not something that you're doing because you want more people to experience in-game content. This is not something that you're doing because you want people to get to the expansion content faster. It's not. You are trying to get more money. This is low hanging fruit. This is a cash grab. This is the shit that we play classic to avoid. Retail WoW, current 2021 WoW, that's an expansion fucky fuck that I don't care about, has level boosts. It has all these other convenient features that have taken the fun and effort out of the game because for most of it, you can just swipe your card. When you don't swipe your card, it's just not fun. It's mindless. We play the old version of the game, or well, the renewed old version of the game, because there's something about it that it offers that the new version doesn't. But ooh, you can't, you can't monetize that, can you? You can't get paid unless you offer up some bullshit. So you just slip it in there like it's a convenient little thing that you can just buy your way through all the vanilla content. That's fucking nutty and it's not okay. It's not okay. Part of it, part of the experience of any RPG, you create a character, you go from being dusty to being vaguely competent to extremely competent. You have that feeling of like, damn, that mob gave me trouble back in the day. Now I can one shot it. You run into this situation where it's like, damn, this dungeon whooped my ass before, but now I know it like the back of my hand. You have that experience of like 
growing and getting better and learning your class and like learning your community and getting involved in it and like people know you for what you do or what you don't do and you join your guild and you do all that stuff but that's stuff that has to be built into and i'm sure that you know a lot of people who are going back to play this game that came out in 2007 most of us have played it most of us are veterans most of us are not going to be in a situation where this is all new 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 to us and we're not going to be blind about that or blind when it comes to that but this is still something where i think that you have to maintain what it was like i do think that there are things about the older game that could be changed right so in vanilla world of warcraft you can't change your character's hair whatever your fucking haircut is you're stuck with that forever add the barbershop back that's fine right now that's not game breaking that's not taking away from the spirit of what we play this game for but a level boost does that and a level boost even though for most people well not for most people even though it could be intended for people who are veterans who just want to hop in and play this content and get as close to or as quick to level 70 as possible and just do in-game bc shit a lot of it is going to be people either a skipping content or b honestly exploiting something or c it's just going to be like a lot of I don't know, I just think it's going to hurt the game, it's going to hurt the economy, it's going to hurt the world. Something's going to be wrong there, and I don't think I'm overreacting with this one. With the character cloning, I might be off, but I think this one, I don't think this is just being an old Hayden-ass nigga who's stuck in nostalgia. If you want people to skip your game, there's something wrong there. <clears throat> but we'll see. It just kind of brings me back to... Um, a story from when I was playing World of Warcraft in high school. So as I mentioned, I played World of Warcraft off and on since middle school. I think I started in like 05, 06. Um, fairly early. I started um, not at the very beginning of vanilla, but I started fairly early. And I do have a love-hate relationship with the game. I do. But anyone who knows me, I got a love-hate relationship with damn near everything. I got something bad to say about almost every game these days. Anyway. Um, me and a couple of high school buddies were playing and we were playing with like a couple of random people that we met and that's another thing that gets taken away when you add these convenience features is that like i'm not gonna if you just automatically populate the group for me when i go into a dungeon and then those people disappear i'm not gonna make friends i don't know these things i don't care we're just gonna show up do a job and bounce in some cases these people aren't even on the same server as you so you're really never gonna see these niggas again it's like a whole fucking thing. And so one of my fondest memories of World of Warcraft is like, not only is it me and a couple of people that I know, plus some randoms doing a dungeon, we're doing one of the earliest level dungeons in the game because we're just kind of like fucking off and having a good time. But we're doing something that if we had level boosted, we wouldn't have been able to do. And so we're doing this dungeon and um, most of us had done it before, but one of the people in the dungeon was new some girl i don't remember her character's name but just that it was some girl and that she was new and so this was her first time ever doing this dungeon so um there are two factions in world of warcraft as i mentioned and if you're doing um one of the factions called the alliance their earliest dungeon is called dead mines basically you go in and you stab a bunch of pirates up you really just fucking do and then after you stab up enough pirates you get to a point where there's like this huge giant pirate ship in a cave uh, in a cave, excuse me, and you stab up some more pirates and you get your and you get the fuck out of there. So we're stabbing up pirates, doing our thing. And uh, we get near the end 
And near the end, when you're at like the last, last batch, when you're like going up this giant ship and you're dealing with all of like the bosses at the end, there's a spot that's like a glitch spot. And in this spot, enemies can't attack you. Now you can't attack them back, but you usually go here for whatever reason, things are going really, really left and you don't want everyone to die. You don't want to wipe. So if you're trying to avoid a wipe, sometimes a panic jump to the wheel can save you. And so we explain to this girl, hey, like if we eat shit here, we're just gonna say, hey, wheel, wheel, just go to the wheel and you'll be good to go. And we'll just kind of sort it out from there. We'll just kind of reset it and dump, you know, get back in there. And at some point we're doing our thing, but we fuck up. I think we pull too many mobs or something happens, a patrol gets us, whatever. And we end up having to go to the wheel. Now, while this was happening, for the most part, this has been a super smooth dungeon run. We're all shooting the shit. And this chick is like talking about like how it's her birthday and all this other stuff or like how her birthday's coming up or whatever. And like, we're just having a good time. We're like, oh yeah, happy birthday or whatever. We kind of fuck up this pull and then we go to jump on the wheel. All of us make it except her. She goes to make the jump misses. Now, if you miss this jump, the fall doesn't kill you, but literally every enemy will like stop focusing the rest of the team and focus you because you're the only one not in the glitch spot. So you're going to die. And she goes to make the jump, misses completely. And we're all like in the chat, just like happy birthday. Cause like that was her gift, eating shit and dying tragically on her first ever dungeon run in World of Warcraft. Now I'll admit if you weren't there for that story, it's not necessarily one that hits like that. Right. That's like a personal experience story, but that's something that we're seeing disappear with RPGs when they do stuff like this, when they add in all these features that are billed as convenience, which are really just a way to extract more money out of us and to keep us coming back for more bullshit. It, it just you don't get a story like that, like that's a story where for the other people who are there, that's that's a legendary story. like we it's the happy birthday story to us. And for people who play MMOs or play RPGs, they all kind of have these stories of like, yeah, I remember when I was playing Destiny and I had to run Vault of Glass 13 times to get whatever and I still didn't get it. Or I had to do this and I remember when I had this run and this guy just kept dying and it was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, you know, even if, and this isn't to shit on someone or anything like that, but those experiences that may have been less convenient or difficult or just funny in their own way are what make the game. If I go and I do one thing and I get the rare item, it takes away the value of me having to do it a bunch to feel like I earned it. If I can buy a level 60, it takes away the effort of me having to get from level one to 60 and earn it. And it takes away the experience along the way. I don't know about you guys, maybe I'm playing RPGs wrong, but I don't play them just for the end. I play them for the experience from beginning to end and then whatever the fuck else that means later on. But just jumping, I don't know. That's messy. I'm not a fan. And it's honestly just thinly veiled corporate greed. It really truly is just thinly veiled corporate greed. And uh, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fucking fan. Like Blizzard, you're not slick. You're going to be selling these character boosts. You're going to try and sell something else soon. I just feel that it's coming. But I can only do so much shitting on World of Warcraft before I'm tenderizing a dead horse. So I will take that time to move on. Speaking of corporate greed, though, there's a new show coming out on Amazon Prime soon. And it's called Invincible. 
I guess it's based on an old comic. I'll be honest, I don't know shit about the comic, but I have seen the trailer and it looks really good. So it's an animated series, but it's almost like if it was an animated version of The Boys, in the sense that superheroes exist, but it's a little more raw. You know what I mean? It seems like there are situations where the bad guys can win. There's actual violence. Like, it's not over the top and offensive. It's not like, well, I don't want to say offensive. I can't determine what's offensive to anybody. But it's not like so in your face about it that it feels like it's trying hard. But it feels like it doesn't run away from the fact that that stuff is happening and that it does exist. And I'm really excited for that. But the reason that I get into corporate greed is because I know even though that show is coming out soon, it's going to be out at the end of next month. I'm not going to be able to actually fucking watch it all until like April or later because streaming is no longer bingeable. <laughs> like, remember when you would stream some shit and the shit would just drop and it's like, here's the whole season. Have fun. Here's this content that you paid for. And then they're like, hold on, wait a minute. Niggas was subscribing to our shit for a month, watching everything and then leaving. That ain't going to work. I'm going to need a couple extra batches of 10, 11, 12, $15 a body, whatever the fuck tier you're on. Right. So you can see, so you can keep either flipping through our ads. If you're paying for like non ad Hulu, or you can give me that little extra bread. And it's just, it's, I get it. Right. You have to do what you have to do to make money, but it just seems so greasy because we went for years without it. And, you know, a lot of people, especially if you're around my age, I'll be honest, I'm knocking on the door to 30. Um, if you're around my age, you know what it was like to have that transition away from traditional TV and cable and like switching away from like, damn, I got to pay $200 to get this HBO package with this Showtime package. And I don't even watch half this 37 ESPN channels. Like, I don't care about this shit. Right. So where it's like, yo, let me just get Netflix and I'm good. Or let me just get Netflix, Hula and whatever. And we kind of like, you know, cutting the cord is what they called it. And we got all that. And we had this point where it's like, First off, they were still putting out good content. Netflix, you're lacking. Netflix, you were the king, and now you're the weakest nigga in the streaming game. There is nothing to watch on Netflix right now. Y'all gotta do better. Um, where some shit would drop and you're like, I'm in it. Let's fucking go. Let me know life. And maybe you didn't always know life it, right? Sometimes you just watch at your own pace, but sometimes that pace meant I'm watching all this shit in one night. Now, Maybe it does hurt, right? You've been working on some shit for the last two years and somebody sitting on the couch with some popcorn and some pajama pants for nine hours just knocks your whole shit out in one go. But that was the luxury, man. Like we paid for it and we got it. And for that to be gone, it feels like a bit of a slap in the face, especially since we're still paying you for this and you guys have segmented stuff away so much that it's not necessarily a good value. So, well, let, let me say that it, it's still a great value, right? HBO Max, if you don't have it, pay for it. It is the streaming. There's so much shit on HBO Max. You know, HBO Max now has all the cartoons we grew up on. They, they got Ed and Nettie. All of it. Years of it. Billy and Mandy. The whole damn thing. And that's on top of original content, old movies, some cinematic shit. But whatever. They're not paying me, so I'm not advertising for them. But it's there's value. But it's also annoying to know that, like, if you think back of, like, early Netflix, especially that little window where they had, like, the Xbox Live party where you could watch it, like, the watch party with your friends. And they still had that uh, 
They still had a setup where they were paired up with stars and all this other shit. They went from having like really random, like super D tier list asylum movies and like rom-coms and shit you never heard of to like, they were getting content. So we're like having Netflix meant that you could damn near watch everything in one spot. But now everyone wants to be back in the streaming pie or back in the streaming game. And now we're getting this segmented thing where it's like, it's almost trying to turn back into cable. And that shit is rough too, because it's like, well, I want to watch this show, but it's over here. Like, well, I would love to watch WandaVision, but I don't have Disney Plus because what is Disney Plus without Mando? <laughs> Sorry. And now I got to go subscribe to this service for a show. Because the other shit that's on there is stuff that I don't want to watch. Or I got to go subscribe to Hulu for this one show or Amazon for this one show or Netflix for this one show or HBO for this own show for this one show. And everyone keeps turning around and adding these fucking streaming services. And it's like, yo, what the fuck, man? And I, I get it, right? It's all about the money. Get paid. Gotta get paid. Get paid. But it's really fucking annoying when it's like, yo, I just want to pay and watch some shit. And it feels a little like disingenuous to have to pay for a show to watch like or to pay for a whole fucking subscription of something for one show when that subscription used to be like hey i came for this but i'm gonna find something else what else are you really watching on disney plus talk to me like don't get me wrong like i i'll occasionally go watch civil war or something like i'll go watch another marvel movie but like so you know what i mean like that's not enough for me to keep paying y'all because like yeah, WandaVision smacks, but what else? Like WandaVision is about to be done in a week. What else? If WandaVision's not on, Mando's not on, y'all don't have anything else brewing. And all this other shit is like old Disney movies, which was cool when the nostalgia first dropped, but like, okay, cool. I did grow up when we had the little puffy VHS case with the little, with the Disney, for all the Disney movies and shit like that. Cool, fine, fine. Now what? But you want me to keep paying you? Oh, oh okay, cool. Oh, it's corporate greed. It's corporate greed. Because it's not like this is somewhere they weren't getting any money. They just need all of the money. But at the same time, shit, I'm, maybe I'm just a hating ass broke nigga. Maybe if I was a corporate nigga, I'd be doing the same shit. You know what I mean? It sucks, but... Whew, I think it is what it is. I think it is what it is. Transitioning away from corporate greed for a little bit... Well, I think I'm I think I'm good off corporate greed for now. Let's talk about greed from your uh what is it? Your next door neighbor, your brother, sister, non-binary, whatever pronoun they identify with in arms. Your fellow citizen, that person that you be in line with when you're just trying to get uh, some bananas and some condoms, but they just a little too close, but you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to say something. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Don't look at me. Don't don't judge my purchases. Yeah, that person. <laughs> um, don't judge me. I love a banana. Sometimes you need the mags. Anyway. <laughs> um, I still can't get a P5. I still cannot get hands on a fucking PlayStation 5. I can't. I mean, Gran Turismo 7 got delayed. That's what made me think of all of this. Um, Gran Turismo 7 got got delayed. So a few days ago, that was announced um, that Gran Turismo 7 got delayed, which is fine. Um, but then I was just like, wait, wait, wait. 
Because the first thought is like, damn, you know, I really want to play Gran Turismo. I'm a car nigga. Gran Turismo is legendary. Gran Turismo 1 came out on PlayStation 1. The little gray box. The OG OG in the 90s. Gran Turismo 7, or sorry, Gran Turismo is older than some of y'all out here. Right? And Gran Turismo 7, like, I gotta play that. Gran Turismo's never a bad looking game. Always a solid racer. And so you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Gran Turismo. But then you're like, fuck, well, I can't get it till next year. What the fuck am I going to play this fall? Forza is not coming out either. Everything's getting delayed. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. Well, I probably wouldn't have been able to play it even if the bitch did come out. Because I can't get a fucking P5. All of the fucking scalpers have bought up all of the PlayStation 5s. <laughs> all the stock. They just keep doing it. You can't get it. You can't get a P5. You can't get a Switch. You can't get a, a GTX 3080. These niggas bought up the 3060s and the shit's ain't even out yet. Or they just came out or whatever the fuck. Like the shit's hadn't even like launched, launched. The niggas already were trying to flip cop. And I get it, right? Some of the sneakerheads have been dealing with shit like this for a while. But this shit is nutty. This sort of like this opportunist culture that's massive like, oh, I'm being an entrepreneur, I'm a hustler, I'm this and that. No, you're an opportunist. You see what's going on in the world right now. You see that we're dealing with something that's killing people. And your response is, well, we know they ain't gonna have no P5s in the stores. So we just gonna buy up all of them. So these niggas have to buy from us. And that shit is nutty. Cause the thing is, it's not that I can't afford $1,500 for a P5. I'm not giving you $1,500. A P5 retails for 500. I'm spending 500 on a P5. I will wait. I wish more people would wait, but I get it. I still think that it's just, it's just really fucked up. I remember like a few months back, some guy was talking about, I don't know if it was some guy, but some fucker on the internet was, I'm just trying to feed my family. A word? You're trying to feed your family by charging 200% of what some's worth? Like, okay. Let's do some quick math. Super quick, super rough, super simple. If one P5 is $500, let's say you want 100 of them things. 100 P5s, $500 a piece. That's 50 bands. Super simple math, nice round numbers. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have 50 bands liquid. Okay, so let's say we do credit. If all of my cards were zeroed out, I'll be honest, I could probably get around 70 P5s, give or take. Max out my cards on them so I can flip them and, you know, feed my family. Because apparently niggas' families subsist off of crab legs and caviar exclusively. And then they wash that down with 1942. Or whatever that fucking expensive ass liquor is that all the IGs uh, almost said something, ta something toxic, almost said something that would have got me canceled. But all of the young entrepreneurial women on Instagram are drinking these days, right? Or whatever the fuck is the flavor of the month. And, <laughs> and like, I, I just... If you have $50,000 liquid to spend on P5s to flip, it's not about feeding your family. Stop it. It's about padding your pockets. It's about making more money that you already have that you don't really need. You're just trying to capitalize on a situation that 
like it didn't exist when the P4 came out because they could just walk to GameStop and get his PlayStation or get his Xbox or get his whatever. But because they cannot be stocked in stores because we're dealing with, I don't know, a pandemic. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> now, all of a sudden, niggas is out here clowning and that's just nutty. It's just nutty how some people like operate like that. You know, it's like how some people operate in that way. Like buddy who uh, was buying up all the hand sanitizer and shit like that at the beginning of all this. You saw, damn, people might need this. But I also got some money buying around shit. I could get all the hand sanitizer. Bro, come on, man. And the wild thing is that like, this is something that requires the anonymity of the internet and like that sort of safety of like, no one can press you about it. Because I guarantee you, Try and run off with 17 P5s out of your local Walmart in person. You won't make it to your car. And I'm not a tough guy. I'm not even usually a violent guy, but let me tell you a secret. If I caught you with 17 P5s, you wouldn't make it to your car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you would get jumped and I'd be part of the group putting my size 12s on your face, just all up in your chin, just letting you know. And then I'm running off with a people. Matter of fact, I'm running off with two because my homie needs one and he can't buy one neither. So, matter of fact, now that I'm stomping you out and then I'm tossing them out like I'm handing out shit on the Oprah show or something, nigga. Like everybody gets a P5 because your goofy ass wanted to try and hoard him. But you can't do that in person. You can do that online with bots, though. Just like Buddy with the hand sanitizer. If life really did turn into fucking Resident Evil. <laughs> then guess what we know where all the hand sanitizer is we gonna jump you and take it sorry buddy all you did was neatly collect it all up in one spot for us so we gonna run up on you like you the hand sanitizer bank and we're making a withdrawal hands for hand sanitizer nigga like that's it that's fucking it and it's just it's greasy it's even extending out to the car community um Right now, if you've been in the enthusiast market for anything at all, you're noticing that all the cars we love, especially the older ones, are skyrocketing in price. Stupid ass pricing, right? And to the average person, they're like, yo, why does an old Nissan cost this much? Why does an old Honda or Acura cost this much? And don't get me wrong, in some cases, they're rare cars. You know what I mean? Like an untouched, low mileage Integra Type R. They only made X amount of them. This is like almost a museum worthy car. It should be worth some money. But then you have someone with just a regular Integra GSR or a regular Nissan 240 or whatever. And they're trying to throw the ricer tax on it. And niggas be like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's leaking coolant. And, you know, the dash is cracked and the seat doesn't recline. And uh, third gear is blown. But, you know, uh, $10,000 firm. I know what I have. It's like, nigga, what? You have a heap. But they can be nutty because the supply is scarce. Supply is scarce, people are impatient, someone ends up paying some of these stupid ass prices. These niggas should be laughed out the room. Some people end up paying these stupid ass prices, so we see this market get driven up and up and up and up and up to the point where like, some of these like cheap, affordable, like household vehicles that we really appreciate in our communities, like 240s, Miatas, E36, BMW, all this other shit, they're, hard to get at a reasonable price point um and it, it just it sucks because it's like i'm not saying sell something that you have that's worth something for less 
necessarily, right? But there hits a point where it's like, people are just sitting on stuff and they're like, oh, wait, oh, there's money here now. Let me see what I can get for like, it's, it's not out of like, it's just that quick cash grab sort of, again, kind of exploitive mentality. I don't know. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just a hate, like, maybe I have an Integra. My shit's clean. I'll just wait so I can charge a nigga $13,000 for it and say, I know what I have. Right? Like, I, clearly, that, that's that's just the move now. But, like, no, that shit is nutty. And it's even worse because, like, when it comes to, like, the parts on these cars, they, uh, they're not made anymore for a lot of these older chassis, right? Where it's, like, some of the stuff, there's an aftermarket option, right? You don't necessarily need stock suspension because you can get aftermarket, whether it's performance-oriented or you go get some fucking... Monroe or whatever, some basic like OEM replacement type stuff. Is it as nice as the factory stuff? Not necessarily, but it functions similar enough to where you don't have to pay out your ass for used or used stuff or new old stuff sometimes. But then you run into things that aren't made anymore. Like in some cases, it could be as simple as like a door handle, a switch, dashboard, shift boot, like really random interior shit that just degrades over time plastics rubber trim pieces all that shit it goes floor mats but see the thing is is that like okay some of this stuff goes because people they bought the car when it was just a car right like in 1990 you didn't buy this nissan because you thought it was going to be like a gem in 30 years you just thought it was a nissan so you, maybe if you did something maybe you didn't keep the floor mats maybe you warmed down maybe you broke something or place or whatever so you didn't think to keep those parts but now that we're at this point where like some of these parts matter like people are like oh well i want six hundred dollars for this shift boot because they don't make them anymore and it's like nutty shit like that or you'll run into something where like a part is discontinued but dealers still have it so someone will call and be like hey yo um i'm looking for this piece this little random switch for the heater how much does this cost? Okay, great. How many do you have? Oh, wow. You have 70 of them? You got 75 of them? I want all of them. Because they know that this is a, this is something that people are going to need. So they're going to buy it up at what is now a cheap price. So when people go looking for it, oh, I got one for you. Yeah, I paid nine bucks for it. But for you, I want 200 because you can't get it anywhere else because I ate up all the supply. And that's just some fucky behavior to me. Again, I'm just not built like that. And I don't know if that's like a nature versus nurture thing, why I'm not built like that or what, but I just, I just don't move in an exploitive, exploitative way. I don't know, I'm just not a dickhead. Like not in that way. I'm a dickhead in other ways. You know what I mean? I'm not a dickhead in that way. And sometimes I wonder if it's that sort of like that lack of that talk shit, get hit energy that we came up on. Cause like at the age that I'm at, I'm just old enough to where there was a pre-internet era where the way you acted in front of someone could get you hit in the mouth and nobody was going to do anything about it, but let your goofy ass get hit in the mouth. I've been hit in the mouth. Turns out it's a real big course corrector on your fucking behavior. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that like everybody needs to get hit in the mouth, but I think some people could, you know, some people need to catch the ones and twos. That's it. Someone needs the two-piece biscuit. Some of these people have made it to where they are in life without really being oppressed by somebody or being afraid of getting pressed or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's just something about like, there's this strange like lack of consequence for fucky behavior right now. And 
I feel like there it was almost like it was police in its own way, like like that sort of like community justice where it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be like something where it's like excessively harmful and maybe this isn't healthy behavior but for the most part i think that like in some cases like there's a level of respect that needs to be taught that just isn't quite there i guess you know what i mean like there, there's no again I, I know i may sound like i'm just a whole an old hating ass nigga but like i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't jive with me that some dude is like, well, yeah, I have these floor mats that are sitting in plastic and I bought up all the floor mats and I know you want floor mats. So I want a thousand dollars for one pair of floor mats because they weren't touched. And I bought up all the last ones. I have no intent to use them. I never bought them with the intent to use them. I didn't buy them thinking, well, I really like Corollas and I might buy another Corolla. So I'd like to have fresh floor mats for that Corolla. No, I bought up a bunch with the intent to corner enough of the market to where if you want them, you got to come to me. That's fucky. Maybe I'm just a bad businessman. Maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe I'm just not a hustler. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just destined to be a bum nigga who works a nine. What I don't know. Whatever dumbass logic you want to put on it. That shit is greasy. It's nutty. And it's not just in a monetary way. Here's another story. And I think I'm going to wrap up after this one. Because I have been a little spicy this pot. <laughs> but we're going to bring it back in. Um... When I was younger, I went to this car meet with some friends. This was in like 2012, so like almost 10 years ago. And a buddy of mine had just gotten uh, his Civic at the time. So he has a, it was a 2008 Honda Civic SI Coupe, black, pretty swaggy. And, you know, it was like, we were at that age where when people are getting like their own cars and getting cool shit like that, that's a big deal. Cause like, that's something that you saved up for, that you paid for, that you wanted and you made happen. And this was something that he was really like fiending for and he got it and I was really proud for dude. So we go to this car meet. It was me, him and a couple other guys that rolled out in our little group and there were other people there, but we rolled fairly deep. I mean, rolling out like three, four people in their own cars. You know what I mean? Like we, we kind of rolled up, like we, we made an appearance, right? And um, at the time I had an Acura RSX, 2006 Type S Blaze, Blaze Orange. I love that car. I miss it. There's more stories coming with that car, but this one, um, my car is not really the focus here. We go to this meet and <laughs> um, there's some other people there that I already know because I had kind of been in the area. This meet was held at a 1320, like the old 1320 spot back in the day. If you know, you know. And we hop out. I'm talking to a dude who has a white RSX. His car used to be red. He had just gotten it painted. And I think that was the first time I saw it since it was painted. So it was like conversation piece. Now me and my niggas, we rolled up in separate vehicles. He rolled up with a couple of dudes in his car. This is important. So while I'm shooting this shit with dude, he's a cool enough guy. I'm not gonna say we're BFFs, but like I had no bad blood with the guy. We're being social, we're being civil, whatever. We're just shooting the shit. We're having a good time. It's a car meet. You stand in the parking lot, you talk about cars. I hear one of the dudes that rolled out with him say some shit like, Wow, who shows up to a car meet in a stock car? Huh? And he's talking about my buddy Civic. Again, this nigga showed up in no car. This nigga hopped out the back seat of Buddy's white RSX, but is talking shit about my guy because his Civic is stock. Again, homeboy with the Lamborghinis is talking greasy about someone with a car. Again, that's that sort of shit where it's like, Yo, where the fuck does that come from? Where did that energy come from? Like, you are, like, you went straight to toxicity 
And it, bro, somebody had to pull the little lever on the side to fold the passenger seat up so your goofy ass to get out the back. You want to talk shit about my man's because his car is stuck. Where's yours at? Where is your shit at? Oh, you have nothing. Sad. So while you were sitting there with your knees in the back of this nigga's passenger seat, with your glass or with your head up against the fucking glass on the back of this nigga's coupe, if you don't know what an RSX looks like, it's a two door. If you're in the back, you're back there like an infant squished, Nate. You're in the back of somebody's coupe talking greasy about a nigga who has a car when you have nothing. That That's just fucking nutty to me. That's so fucking nutty to me. But hey, you do you, bro. You got the you got the Lamborghinis on. You don't you don't mind being like, like three of y'all, three niggas rolled up in a coupe and you were talking shit. Stop it. Stop it. But I don't know. I'm again I'm just not built in that way. I would have never even like said or did some shit like that. Or I'd have at least like kept it to myself or said it later or something. I don't know. I don't know, man. Niggas just built in a way that I do not understand sometimes. That I just really don't fucking understand sometimes. Um, you know, this pod has been a little spicier than intended, you know, but spice is going to come sometimes. I think uh, hopefully the spice kind of comes and goes as like seasoning rather than a whole pod of me kind of acting like I want to squabble with niggas. Because like I said, I'm not really a violent person. I'm not trying to fight with nobody. I'll just disengage and walk away, bro. I'm too old for that shit. But um, going forward. We're going to work on being a little bit more positive. As a matter of fact, um, speaking of positivity real quick, Porsche is working on synthetic gasoline. I know. So synthetic gasoline, if you don't know, it's designed to function like traditional gasoline that we use now, but not have the impact on the earth that traditional gasoline does. So Porsche's goal is to make a synthetic gasoline that allows traditional internal combustion engines to run as clean as their all electric counterparts. That is fantastic fucking news. Love to hear it. Love to see it. And they're actually, they're already making progress. So right now I think it's something like they have something that works, but it's coming out to right around to where like if it was sold to you as like a public consumer, it's like $37 a gallon or some shit like that, or like $40 a gallon. Usually gas right now is like $40 a tank. So they got a little bit of work to do. Um, they definitely can't put it out like that, but it really is good news for um, a couple of reasons. For one, protecting our environment is kind of important. If you don't believe climate change is real, Texas literally froze. So get your head out of your ass. Um, and also that we just need to look at multiple ways to make this shit happen because like, as unfortunate as it is, electric cars are the future. I'm not happy about it. They're, they're just kind of whack. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that they're not fast or that they can't look cool, but I am saying that electric cars don't have soul. They don't. Electric cars are soulless as fuck and they're going to be soulless as fuck. You can't capture the essence of a car when a big portion of what makes a car cool is the internal combustion engine. What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Sometimes even what does it smell like? And none of that's going to happen when the car makes no sound. Like think about those times where like you're minding your own business and you hear something sick and you turn your head real quick, right? That's not going to happen when some shit 
whizzes by sounding like George Jetson just fucking went by the Chipotle that you're sitting outside of eating your mediocre fucking Chipotle bowl that they fucked up but you didn't want to say anything about it so you're just eating it you know what I mean <laughs> and when we do stuff like that like this isn't like a resistance to technology or change it's just accepting and acknowledging that it is what it is I mean another big thing too is like manuals are already kind of on life support but there's really no reason for them with electric cars, and that takes some of the fun out of the driving experience. Electric cars don't have the vibration that internal combustion engines do, so that takes some of it out. There are certain things where like people align with certain engine types because of like their characteristics and how they feel and how they, you know, that's just like what they give off. For some people, there's nothing like a big choppy V8 with that super lumpy idle, and when you rev it, it sounds all bassy and rough and like, you know, honestly bald eagles and freedom and just real just american ashes american muscle you know that just hits for some people it resonates with some people and i just don't see electric cars doing that and i'm not even a big american car person i, I mentioned this before i love a high revving four-cylinder when i hear or just high revving when i hear usually a japanese engine hitting fucking seven eight nine thousand rpm that shit gets me excited I remember when I was younger, I had just gotten my RSX. I was so excited about my little stock Honda. I was here for it. I pull up to this gas station in my own town, in my old town, because it was the cheapest Chevron in town. Everybody knew if you want to get some Chevron on the low, you go to this one. And there's a guy there with like this 600 horsepower Evo. Now, I didn't know it had 600 horsepower, so I went and talked to him, but he's sitting there and it's idling and that shit had some sticks in it, bro. That shit had some big lumpy ass. That shit did not sound like a regular Evo at all. I'm like, yo, let's talk about that. Just the sound of his car alone sparked a conversation that's not going to happen with electric cars. They're just not gonna feel like that. They cannot, they can't. Call me a hater all you want. We're at a point right now where if you love cars, a lot of things that you love about cars won't translate to electric cars. There will still be fast ones. There are faster electric cars than some of the fastest um, internal combustion cars out there right now. There is. But think of all the shit that's cool about a car to you. Think about what has made a car, like even just the way a car looks, even if you're not someone who's so hung up on engines and shit like that. Grills on cars, are partially cosmetic, but they're there out of necessity. Think about it. Why does a Tesla not have a grill in the front? It doesn't need one because grills are designed for cooling. And an electric car does not need to be cooled like an internal combustion engine car does. So we, we kind of talk about how cars feel like they have faces. Imagine a face with no nose or imagine a face with no mouth. Or you know what I mean? Like grills are very important to how a car looks as well. And that shit is gonna change. Now, yeah, we can probably kind of add things back and all this other stuff and make cars look a certain way. But again, this, it's going to feel off. It's just not gonna hit the same. So that's why what Porsche is doing is really important for one, um, because I think it's gonna allow manufacturers to push a little farther to where they can still make cars that are gasoline vehicles without it being like a slap in the face to our environment. But it's also going to let people who have these classic cars that they love, not just stuff that's classic now, just regular. Your Corolla might be a classic in 10, 20 years. You know what I mean? It'll let you still operate these older vehicles 
without, you know, having to do some wild electric engine conversion or running into a spot where it's like, oh, well, yeah, you can drive the gas car, but we're taxing you for destroying the environment or whatever the fuck. Because Uncle Sam is going to is going to get his money. That That's the thing. Like, we're, <laughs> Uncle, whoever, the cars aren't going to be taken, but they're going to find a way to charge you for owning an old gasoline vehicle if this doesn't end up like if a solution like this didn't present itself. So, you know, when we look at something like the BRZ, Right now, it's just a twenty-some thousand-dollar car that's plentiful, but that car might be some shit in twenty years because there's not going to be anything like it then. And having a way to actually operate it is going to be good. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind, and I'm really hoping that um, Porsche does get somewhere with this because this sounds like a really cool concept, and it really. Cause I don't, I don't want to go electric, man. I don't, I might, you know, when I get older, own like a really practical electric car or something, maybe something to take the uh, kids to school in or something to like tow other stuff. But like my fun, exciting sports car, the ones that I just hop in to feel something, the ones that I want to take to the track, the ones that I want to, that bring me back to the days when I was doing dumb shit with the boys, like driving around back roads and risking our lives and doing shit we probably shouldn't have been doing. It's not going to be a fucking electric car. And again, maybe electric cars will surprise me. But right now, if someone said you could have a billion dollars to buy every single car you've ever wanted, not a single one is electric. And for most people, even if you're not even super duper into cars, think about the shit that really has turned your head or gotten you excited or whatever. I guarantee you, if a fucking McLaren rolls up and a fucking Tesla roll up, there's going to be a lot more folks around the McLaren. Honestly, they got a Porsche Corolla and more people. You know what I mean? It just no disrespect to Porsche. But I mean, you know, obviously a McLaren might be twice the price of a, of a Tesla and it has a way more exotic look. But it's just something about a certain type of vehicle that just it's kind of built into us, not even just as car people, just how we were raised and what we operate with and just what our country is used to. Cause here in the States, that's a big thing. Driving is a huge part of your identity. Even if you're not a car person, unless you're in fucking like New York or whatever, where like niggas don't get their license till they're 40 and shit. <laughs> you grow up where like having that car and driving yourself and having that independence and freedom. And like, it's a big milestone growing up as a as a united states citizen really you you just that's part of life and i really think that that transition to electric is gonna sort of take that away um but we'll see i hope that what porsche is doing is panning out i hope they don't get too carried away with like because again it's early Right. Right now they're working on it. They don't really have like anything that we can get yet. They have some plans over the next years to introduce it into motorsport. And then hopefully, I think they were saying in the next five, 10 years, it should be at consumer level. I hope that um, that sticks to plan and we really get it out and it's something that we can use and appreciate. But yeah, man, I, I just that shit could be a game changer. That shit could be a very, very, very big game changer because I, I would just hate to be fucking 50 with some disposable income like damn i want a really saucy sports car but you know i could have the jetson mobile or the, or the drop top jetson mobile i guess like those are my options <laughs> i don't know maybe again it could very well be that i'm just an old hating ass nigga bro and i'm just not getting with the times but until then man i'm gonna i'm gonna dig in i'm gonna dig in 
if we can keep our gas cars without impacting the environment, I'm fucking here for it. If anything, I hope that means that we can also like cut back on like maybe catalytic converters won't be as important either. You know what I mean? And maybe that'll be like some ways to tune these cars, get a little extra performance out of them without like destroying the environment. I mean, that could be sick. I don't know. There's potential there. There's potential. I could definitely get real, real excited about that and theory craft and all that, but I'm not an engineer, so I could also be wrong as fuck, but we'll see. We will see. That said, we were, uh, excuse me, we are coming up on an hour. So it is about that time for me to wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. Um, I appreciate you. Tell your friends, tell your people, follow me on socials. I am Mac Nero literally everywhere. If you see a Mac Nero somewhere, even if you just playing some random shit or you just don't know what, it's probably me. I am Mac Nero on uh, where it matters. Instagram, Mac Nero on Twitter. Um, shoot me a follow. Shoot me a subscription. Shoot me a like. All that other good stuff. Check me out. Also, going forward, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Um, we are going to be opening a question segment. So I will be letting you guys submit stuff to me, slide in my DM, slide in my email, um, shoot me some questions and things you want some advice on, ask me about the car industry. Maybe you have, uh, I don't know, you got seven bands and you want to go buy a fun car and you're not sure what to get. Whatever you want to do, ask me. Maybe you just want to really hear me tell a story about some toxic ex. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not really. Shit, if you ask, I might just tell. But there you go. Again, thanks again for listening, and uh, I'll see you folks next time.